Luke chapter number 2, and uh, I tell you, I, I didn't know really what to preach because, uh, you know, just with Christmas time, I don't know why, but this year I just, man, I just stayed in the beginning of the Gospels and just looked at how Jesus came to be, how Jesus uh, was born, and, and obviously with Christmas time and everything else, I just just been kind of looking through there, and, and God's given me about three or four messages out of uh, the beginning of the Gospels around the birth of Christ, but I thought about for a Wednesday night, I thought about this is going to be the church crowd. This is going to be the people who want to be here, amen? And the people who most likely, I hope so anyway, we live it when we leave here, amen? And uh, we're faithful, and, and I'm not bragging on me, or I'm not trying to lift you up, I'm just saying this is the crowd that's here tonight, and so as I was uh, just kind of thinking about what to preach, God kind of put this on my heart, and, and I think He put it on my heart because I fail at this a lot, amen, and I, I try to preach that. I know sometimes I probably come across mean, and, and my wife says, you're not mean, babe, you're not even close to mean. You think you're mean, but you're not, amen, but sometimes I feel like all I do is challenge you, and all I do is say, this is where you're messing up, and this is how you need to fix it. And uh, I feel like I do that because this, that's how God preaches to me, amen. When I'm reading through a passage of Scripture, He, uh, he whoops my tail, amen. And I try, to, I try to make changes, and I'm not saying I'm perfect at it because the Lord knows I'm not. As a matter of fact, I fail a lot with what we're going to talk about tonight. But I hope it'll be a blessing to you, and I hope it'll challenge you. I hope we'll start the new year off right. I hope this will start the new year off. We'll start it with a goal to be better in this area of our Christian life, amen. If you got your Bible in Luke 2, say amen. amen. So if you, if you read your Bible at all, if you've ever studied your Bible at all, you know what Luke 2 is about, right? It's about the birth of Christ. But I want to go back into chapter number 1, if you'll allow me, and I'm going to read verses 26 through 35. 26 through 35. The Bible says, And in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, a spouse to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. So we see there's an angel named Gabriel, and he's gone to Nazareth, which is, as we all know, the hometown of Jesus. And she, he's talking to a virgin named Mary. All right, Everybody knows who Mary is. Verse number 28, the Bible says, The angel came in unto her and said, Hail, Thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Now, if we're not careful, we'll look at Mary as if she was some special person. And, and as a matter of fact, she, she was a special person because she did carry the Lord Jesus Christ in her womb. But she was not some uh, person that needs to be exalted. She's not somebody we need to worship, amen. We're, I hope that don't hurt your feelings, all right? We're not Catholic, we're Baptist, amen. We don't worship Mary. We don't lift up Mary. Why? Because she was just like you and I. She was born and had the same blood in her as you and I have in us, and that is sinful, bad blood, amen. And that blood was not her fault. It's just like you and I. It wasn't our fault. It was all the way back into the garden. The Bible says that, Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world. Okay? And so, all I'm trying to prove to you tonight is that Mary was a normal person. And the reason I'm telling you this is because I believe that that angel could say this same thing to each and every saved person in this building tonight. 
Thou art highly favored. You know you're highly favored tonight? You know Jesus died for you? I'd say that's pretty highly favored. Amen? And we're all highly... If you're saved in here, you're highly favored. Amen? The Lord is with thee. How many of y'all can raise your hand and say, the Lord is with me? I know He's with me. I couldn't make it throughout, throughout one day without Him. Amen? Blessed art thou among women. If you're blessed tonight, say amen. amen. I know I'm blessed. I, I, I fall into this criteria, the same criteria as Mary falls into. Me and Mary are a lot similar in a lot of ways. Amen. The Bible says, verse number 29, And when she saw him, she was troubled. Now this just shows us her humility. When she saw him, she was troubled. What in the world? Why would an angel be coming to me? And saying and casting in her, in, in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and he shall be... How, how about that? He shall be great. Yes, he shall. Amen. And shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. Could you imagine hearing this as Mary's standing there? She's probably thinking, somebody pinch me. There ain't no way this is true, right? Verse number 33. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. And this is what Mary said. Then said Mary unto the angel, How? Let's just stop right here, right? How many always say that same thing? And you know, she's come, she's, she knows she's a virgin, she's never been with a man, and, and now this angel has come and saying, You're gonna have a baby. Her first response was, How? Right? I mean, that's what we would say, right? I mean, come on now. I don't need to give a biology lesson up here, amen. How? How should this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, What did he say? The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. Now, I'm tying all this together with my message tonight. This is what I want to talk about tonight. Carrying Jesus to the world. Carrying simply, carrying Jesus to the world. What did Mary do? She brought Jesus to the world, right? She carried Him. And you know, me and you, we have the same responsibility today. That is to carry Jesus to the world. Now, do we have to be special to be able to carry Jesus to the world? Was, was Mary special? No, there wasn't nothing special about Mary. Now y'all see where I was going with all that, right? There wasn't nothing special about Mary. It wasn't that she was this perfect person. It, did, it didn't have nothing to do with her, her bank account. All right, It didn't have nothing to do with her social status or her popularity or how many followers she had. She was a willing vessel and she was favored by God. And guess what? Every single person in this room, if you're saved tonight, if you'll be willing, you're favored by God. You're blessed by God just as Mary was. Amen. And we have a responsibility to carry Jesus. In other words, we have a responsibility to carry the gospel to the world, just as Mary did. And Mary says to the angel, how? And how did the angel say? With the Holy Ghost. You know how me and you can carry him? With the Holy Ghost. Amen? And so I want to, I want to jump right into this. We have a, listen, it's not, it's not just a responsibility, it's a privilege that we have to be able to carry Jesus, amen? 
It's a responsibility. Yes, it is a responsibility. If you're saved in here, it's a responsibility. But it's not just a responsibility. It's a privilege that you and I not only were saved by the grace of God, but we get to share the grace of God. Amen. We ought to be excited. We ought to be excited every chance we get to share the gospel. If you'll look back in the Bible, it blows me away when we look back in the Bible and people were saved or people were healed in the Bible. The first thing they wanted to do was go share the gospel with somebody. The very first thing they wanted to do was go tell somebody about what Jesus had done for them. And just like I've said before, as I was pre- preaching before, they wanted to go share it. Even when Jesus said, hey, don't tell nobody about this. They still went and told people. They, they disobeyed God just to be able to tell somebody about Him. That's how excited they were about the gospel. Let me ask you this question. How excited are you about the gospel? How excited are you about the gospel? I was just thinking about this and... And this ate my lunch, and, and man, it just, it just challenged me. It humbled me. Because so many times we, we, we want a pulpit to stand behind, and the, the thing about it is, is there's a pulpit all over the place if you'll just accept it, amen? There's a pulpit in the grocery store. There's a pulpit on your cell phone. There's a, pul- hey, there's a pulpit everywhere you go. There's somebody that needs to hear Jesus, Amen. I got to thinking about it. What, 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 what would we do, Brother Jesse, if there was a scientist, okay, if there's a scientist, and he has the cure for cancer. He has the cure for cancer. And he is so evil, he says, I ain't sharing this with nobody. I'm going to keep this to myself. He could make millions, right? He says, no, nah, I'm good. I don't want to. I, I want to keep this to myself. You know, it makes make us all mad, right? That selfish joker, he won't, he won't share that. You know what really make mad? Somebody who had cancer. Amen. Somebody who had a family member who had cancer. Somebody who lost a family member that was really dear and close to their heart. They found out you had the cure and you didn't share it. Are you kidding me? Some of y'all are already like, I already know where you're going with this. I'm not even going to say amen yet. <laughs> you had the cure and you didn't even share it with nobody? Are you kidding me? And here's the thing. As, as, as silly as that sounds, that is exactly what every, every single person in this room, and you're going to get mad at me for saying this, but every single person in this room, we do that every single day. We do it every single day. People are dying, and they're going to hell. It's a lot worse than cancer, amen. It's a lot worse than cancer down there, I promise you. If you think cancer and cancer treatments are bad, wait till some, like, wait, hell is way worse. And we have the cure right here. And we carry it around like, we, like the world owes us something. And we carry it around like it's, 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 I, it, this is mine. No, this ain't yours. This is His. And we have a responsibility to share it with somebody. My goodness, I, would, I, I, don't, I, don't, even want to, I don't even want to think about getting to heaven, Brother Jeremy, and God showing me all the people that I just decided not to share my goodness, does that not break anybody else's heart? Man, I was sweating as, I was, as God was getting on me about it. I was sweating. I mean, you ever got in trouble and your ears started burning? That's how I was when I was reading this. I'm talking about the Lord who had my blood pressure up. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I sent out to my discipleship this morning. I, t- I, saw, I told them my goal for the new year is to, and I'm not going to share my goal with everybody. I shared it with my close friends. But I'll tell you this, my goal for the new year it's the witness. It's the witness. If you've been here on our discipleship on Sunday night, you know it's not, 
It's not our responsibility to make sure somebody's saved. It's our responsibility to share it. Right? Been here on discipleship, you know that, right? It's our responsibility to share it. Let me ask you this question, church. Have you carried Jesus to the world today? Have you carried the cure to the world today? Or did you just hide it in your basement? Did you just hide Well, I didn't have time. Well, there's somebody that's running out of time. And it's our responsibility to share it with them. My goodness, think about it. Think about it. There's some of you got family members that you know right now there's no way they could be saved with the lifestyle that they live. When's the last time you shared the gospel with them? They're sick. They're diseased. What do you mean, Brother Dalton? They're sin sick. They're sin sick. They need a cure. And we carry it around like it's owed to us. Listen, if somebody didn't share the gospel with you, where would you be? Y'all all all mad at me. I can already tell. Amen. Let me just go on and get through it. Amen. Every Christian, every Christian, it's our duty. Y'all realize that? It's our responsibility. How can you take the cure and not give it to somebody else? This is what the Lord's telling me, okay? Don't get mad at me, okay? This is what the Lord chewed me out about today. How can you take the medicine and not give it to somebody else who know, you know they need it? You know, it's so simple. We're so, we're so worried about our pride. We're so worried about what somebody will think. We're so worried about hurting somebody's feelings. We're so worried about this and so worried about that. It's not your responsibility to write down the day that they got saved. It's your responsibility to share it. If they don't get saved that day, that ain't your problem. That ain't, your, that ain't on you. You did your part. They rejected Christ. But when it does come your problem is when you didn't share it and they don't accept. Are y'all with me tonight? Say amen. Is anybody else's ears burning? Is this mine? Amen. Number one, if we're going to carry Jesus to the world, I've just looked at Mary and Joseph's life here and I pulled out a few things, all right? If we're going to, if we're going to take Jesus to the world, if we're going to carry Him to the world, number one, we got to, it takes separation. It takes separation. Verse number four, And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, into the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. Now, they're going, and we're going to talk about this in a minute, but they're going to be taxed. And so they're, they're having to go into another town so that they can pay their taxes, okay? And so they're having to leave their hometown. They're having to leave their home to go to another city, which we know that Jesus was born in that other city. Amen. And so we have to be willing to leave our hometown. Let me say it like this. We have to be willing to leave our comfort zone. We have to be willing to be separated from our comfort zone. You say, the people at my work, they're just not church people. No, they're not church people yet. But they could be if you'd share the gospel with them. Somebody say amen. You say, the people that that I hang out with, they're just not the kind of people that would enjoy me. I don't want to ruin a relationship. Man, I tell you what, if they get to hell and find out you didn't tell them, that's going to ruin your relationship. I promise you, y'all ain't going to be on speaking terms after that. Amen. So you might as well go ahead and listen. Get out of your comfort zone. Get out here where God can use you. Somebody say amen. Because all we want, we want to get in our comfort zone. We want to stay at the house. What's What's it called? Introvert? Introvert? 
You don't want to go nowhere? I'm not an introvert. If y'all didn't know that, my, my wife's like, no, you are not an introvert. Amen. She's like, why you got to talk to everybody? I just like to talk to everybody. Amen. But so, with our Christianity, we're all what? Introvert. We don't want nobody to look at us. I, I'm not going to call her out because she's in here and y'all don't look around. Amen. But somebody in my discipleship group, she texted me the other day. She said, I was so scared to wear my ask me about my story shirt. She said, I've had it in my drawer and I open that drawer and I look at it and I just can't put it on because she said, I know somebody's going to ask me about it. And she said, it has just been driving her crazy. And finally, she put that shirt on and two people asked her and she was able to share a story about it. Ain't that awesome? Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. But that's how we are. And I'm not picking on her because I'm the same way. I've only worn mine like once or twice and I designed the, the thing. And we put it on and we think, oh, Lord, I hope nobody asks me in front of anybody. I don't want to make a scene in Walmart. Are y'all with me? It's comfortable. It's comfortable not to say something. It's uncomfortable to get out there and say something. Let me ask you this question. Are you willing to separate yourself? Are you willing to leave your comfort zone? You know, some people have never talked about Christ outside of this room. I'm not pointing the finger. We say, yeah, I share Christ with people. I talk about Jesus all the time. Yeah, you talk about him three times a week. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Get outside your comfort zone. You know what's outside your comfort zone? Right outside them doors. Do y'all realize the mission field that we have? The mission field we have? We, if Paul had what we have, good Lord. He had to tell them, Brother Norm, he had to tell everybody by foot. We can press a button and reach 5,000 people in two seconds. Are y'all with me? The technology that we have today, we can reach thousands in just two seconds. What would Paul do with this technology? Wait till we get up to heaven. He's going to say, are you serious? I walked all them miles and I reached this many people and you had a cell phone and you reached this many people? Are you kidding me, man? You got to be kidding me, right? We're going to get guilt tripped by Paul. Amen. Take separation. You know what God said? Two letters. Big word, two letters. Go. He didn't say sit and wait. He didn't say, I'm, I'm leaving. Y'all go sit on the pew and pray that, pray that some sinners will walk in. That's not what he said. Is that what he said? Did I miss something? No. He said, Go. G-O, go. Go tell somebody. That's an action. That means leave where you are and go somewhere else. Go and tell the world. Tell every creature about me. Amen. Matter of fact, when I get home, I'm go preach to my dog. Amen. Every creature. Amen. Let me ask you this question. Are you willing to leave your comfort zone and carry Jesus? To the world. Are you willing? You know accountability. It sounds like an insult. But it's not. I'm not insulting you tonight. I'm talking to me. But I'm talking to you because I want us both to be better. You see if we're both better. Then we reach more. Amen. That's what it's all about. 
That's why we're still here. Amen. Amen. Number one, it takes separation. You got to leave your comfort zone. You got to leave your hometown. Number two, it takes sacrifice. All right, that's it. This boy needs to hush. Sacrifice. We don't sacrifice in the Baptist church. Amen. It takes sacrifice. Now, he was not, it didn't take him, this this cost, now listen, this is an application. Y'all with me? Say amen. This is an application. All right, they didn't have to, they didn't have to pay taxes so that they could have a baby. But they did have to pay taxes in Bethlehem, in the city of David, to fulfill prophecy. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Let me get to these verses real quick. I put them in my phone so I could get to them quick. It takes sacrifice. It will cost you something. Carrying Jesus will cost you something. Let me say it like this. Carrying Jesus should cost you something. Matthew 10 Verse number 38, the Bible says, And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. Y'all won't believe what color them words are. Red. That means Jesus was talking. Verse number 39, He that findeth his life shall lose it, and he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. Shall find it. What are you saying, Brother Dalton? I'm saying this. It should cost you something to carry Jesus. Listen to these verses. Verse, uh, let's see. Matthew 19, verse number 29. And everyone that hath forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold, and shall inherit everlasting life. But many that are first shall be last. And the last shall be first. Let me ask you this question. Are you afraid of the sacrifice you might have to make to carry Jesus to the world? It might cost you your reputation. Lord help. I, I hope this ain't the case, but I've heard some people, it cost them their job. Sad. How important is it to you? You know, we'll sacrifice for things that we love. We'll allow things that we love to cost us. Amen. If you don't believe that, go look how much I spent on my kids for Christmas. Amen. I told my wife, I told them back there, I said, I ain't never going Christmas shopping again. And my wife said, yes, you will. Because you want to know how much I'm going to spend. Amen. I said, oh, you're right. I'm probably going to be back there again next year because if I'm not there, she's like, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. And when I'm with her, I'm like taking them back out of her hands, putting them back on the shelf, you know what I'm saying? It should cost us something. It should cost us where your treasure is. That's where your heart is. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. That's what the Bible says. It ought to cost you something. Life ain't easy. Get over it. Somebody say amen. If you ain't figured that out by now, come live with me for a month. It ain't easy. It'll cost you something, but it's worth it. Amen. Are you willing to sacrifice something for the world to see Jesus? Are you willing to give up your time so that the world can see Jesus? Are you willing to give up... I ain't even going to go here. Money? So that people could see Jesus? Are you willing to give up popularity 
Y'all know I preach to kids all the time, so that word's going to come up. Popularity. How about this? This is the adult version of the word popularity. Social status. Are you willing to hurt your social status? Are you willing to let somebody look at you in an uncomfortable way so that somebody can hear about Jesus? Number one, it takes separation. Number two, it takes sacrifice. Number three, it takes steadfastness. Oh, Lord, let me just get into this. This cracked me up. The Lord was showing me this. Verse number four. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be taxed with Mary, listen to this, his espoused wife, Preacher already explained to us what that was on Sunday. Listen what, she, listen what the next verse, part of this verse says. Being great with child. I need some daddies in here to say amen right here. Say amen, Brother Jeremy. Amen. When your wife is great with child, which means she is getting close. The, the, the bread in the oven is about ready, Amen. Say amen, Brother Jeremy. It's, uh, it's testing. Amen. Say amen. It is testing. I need a, I need a, I need a, Trent, you better say amen. Why are you looking down, you coward? Y'all pray for Trent. He just lied in church. Hey, let me tell you something. I told my wife, I told her, I told her, I put my big boy britches on. I told her, Brother Edwin. I said, I, I'm fine with kids. I'm just not fine with the, the eighth month of the pregnancy. That's what I'm not fine with. Amen. And imagine this man. I looked it up. Are y'all with me? I looked it up. Let's see. This was a 90 mile trip. <laughs> My brother Richard just went like this. <sighs> I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. As I was reading this, I thought, poor Joseph. That joker is scarred for life. I mean... I mean, it's, it's, it's a thousand and seven wonders. He even want anything to do with Jesus after this, right? He would, I mean, if he would have been one of us, he'd have put him up for adoption. Amen. That, that kid has cost me enough, right? 90 miles, not in an airplane, not in a, not in a uh, what's it called, limousine. Uh-uh. On foot or either on the back of a beast. Whether that been a mule or a horse or a camel. Huh? Great with child. Somebody say a prayer for Joseph. Somebody say a prayer for Joseph, right? Could you imagine? They probably had to stop and pee every five minutes. Amen. Bless their heart. I mean, every five minutes, they, they had to stop by the gas station. He had to use the bathroom, right? Y'all with me? Say amen. Jeremy, say amen, man. Say amen. Brother Jeremy's with me over here. You got to be steadfast. I know I'm kind of picking, I'm, I'm, but you know, I mean, think about it, women. Help me out. How rough would it have been on you? 90-mile journey. Great with child. Took four to six days walking across the desert or either riding a beast across the desert. You think that would have been comfortable? You think you'd have been living the dream? Huh? I mean... She was probably saying, I should have listened to my dad and stayed away from you, amen. amen. I mean, my Lord, could you imagine the bumps and the bruises and the, the hard times it took them just to get to Bethlehem? And we sit here tonight, 
air-conditioned room, on a padded chair as comfortable as we please, and we hold the cure as tight as we can. I mean, just for them to walk 90 miles, great with child. I mean, what, what an endurance. Why did they, why would they do that? To fulfill prophecy. To fulfill prophecy. So that Jesus would be born in the city of David. They wanted to carry Jesus so bad that they were willing to be steadfast. They were willing to endure whatever it took. I don't know if it was hot, cold. I don't know how the humidity was. All I know is a woman great with child is something to endure. Amen. And a woman is not comfortable, I will say that, at that stage of pregnancy. But she still endured it. My challenge to you tonight is stay steadfast. Every person you talk to is not going to say, well, man, I've been praying for somebody like you to come and talk to me today. No, somebody's going to say, if you don't get out of my face, fill, out, fill in the blank. Somebody's going to say, I ain't got time for you today, and they'll say it in a way to hurt your feelings. Somebody you're going to pray for, maybe a family member you're going to be praying for, and you're praying God will give you the right moment, and you feel like God gave you the right moment, and you speak up out of boldness, you finally get the courage to say it, and they shut you down. And it hurts. And it hurts. And it's embarrassing. I'm just being honest. And it's embarrassing. And then the next time you see them, you're both thinking about it. Are y'all with me? Some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about because you ain't never shared the gospel, amen. And then the next time you see them, it's awkward. Because they're thinking, I hope they don't say nothing again. And you're thinking, I wonder if he remembers how awkward it was last time I said something to him. Are y'all with me? And so it then just becomes awkward. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. It's going to be enduring. It's going to be tough. Sometimes it's going to be tough. But we've got to stay steadfast. Amen. Some, it often comes with rejection. Listen to this. In verse number 7. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. Now if it wasn't bad enough that they had to stop for potty breaks all the way there and she's complaining and whining and it, then they get there finally. Get in this hotel, watch a little TV, prop my feet up, reduce the swelling. Say amen, ladies. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Reduce the swelling. Get me a cold shower, cool down. Right? And they get there and they say, hold up. I'm sorry, we ain't got no room. But down there in the barn, where you just put your mule, y'all welcome to stay down there. Joseph's probably like, well, gee, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Right? I mean, think about it. I mean, first of all, they didn't know this was Jesus. But how are you going to turn a pregnant lady great with child away, right? And she, she waddles down there to the barn, amen, to her comfortable night after a long trip. Are y'all with me? Say amen. She endured a lot. He endured a lot. All because 
they were carrying Jesus. Amen. Listen to this quote. Not everybody you share Jesus with has a room. Not everybody you have Jesus with has room for Him. And it hurts. After you just put all that work to get there. Are y'all with me? Y'all see the typology here? Put all that travel time in and then you get there only to be shut down. That hurts. Stay steadfast. So the next one might be the one. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Let me ask you this question. How steadfast are you when it comes to sharing Jesus? One little rejection shuts you down for a month. One person telling you, no, I don't have time. Does that shut you down for a year? Does that mess up your goal for 2023? Or will you be steadfast and say, I don't care if they, if they accept it. I'm on jump, shout, run around the building, give them a high five, invite them to church and everything. If they don't, I'm going to pray that God gives me somebody else. Amen. Number four, not only so we, it takes separation, it takes sacrifice, it takes steadfastness, it takes solitude. This was interesting. I never thought about this. The Bible says, and she brought first her fourthborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes. You know what that means? She wrapped him in swaddling clothes. She didn't have a midwife. She didn't have a doctor. Are y'all with me? She did it. She had it. Are y'all with me? Say amen. And so, so many times, and this is, this is a tough part. I'm just warning you tonight, this is a tough part. Sometimes you'll think, oh, I'll go to church with them. We'll do it together. But when it's time, they won't be nowhere to be found. We've got to be willing to share Jesus with the world, even if it means doing it all by ourselves. We got to be willing to give him to somebody else if we're the only one giving him to somebody else. Let me ask you this question. Are you willing to share Jesus all by yourself? If Brother Robbie don't share him with nobody this week, will you still share him? So many times, listen, so many times, I'm guilty of it myself. We look at our leadership, we look at our authority, and if they don't do it, we don't do it. Or we look at our Sunday school class. If they don't do it, we don't do it. We look at our church and we say, well, they, they ain't really doing it. So it's not a necessity for us to do it. You know what God's looking for? Somebody who says, I don't care if I'm the only one. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. Somebody say amen. amen. Are you willing to take Jesus to the world all by yourself? Lastly, it brings, hallelujah, it brings something, amen. Don't just take everything, it brings something. You know what it brings? Satisfaction. It brings satisfaction. I know it ain't about us. I know it's all about Him. But I promise you, you'll never feel a, feel a fulfillment like when you share Jesus with somebody and they accept Him. I'm telling you, you want to fill a hole in your life? Share Jesus with somebody and watch them start squalling their eyes out and get gloriously saved. It'll fill you so full, it'll be running over for months. Amen. Am I right? Somebody say amen if you've led somebody to the Lord. Amen? Listen to what happened in verse number 19. 
But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. You know, sometimes, Brother Edwin, I just sit back and I know I'm not perfect. I know there's, it breaks my heart to even say this, there's hundreds of people that I've kept the cure all to myself and not shared. But there's nothing more satisfying and fulfilling to look back on my life and see how God has used me to share Him with somebody else only for them to give their life to Him. It's the most fulfilling feeling you'll ever feel. If you can wrap your mind around what I just said. Amen. It's the most fulfilling feeling you'll ever feel. I'm telling you. It'll blow your mind at how full you'll feel. Mary kept these things. I can just imagine old Mary sitting over there smiling. Y'all ever seen your mom on Christmas when she bought you just what you wanted and she's sitting over there waiting on you to open it because she's waiting on you to see it? You know why? Because it fills her heart to see you enjoy your Christmas gift, right? I can just see Mary over there as the shepherds was around and everything. She was just smiling, blown away at what God had done. Will you have that feeling this week? Man, it's quiet in here. Y'all, y'all that mad at me? I mean, good gracious, he preaches to me too, all right? Will you feel that feeling this week? What kind of feeling are you talking about? That fullness? Knowing that God used you to do something. I'm telling you, that's the greatest feeling you ever feel. And I know it ain't about us, it's all about Him, but that's a great feeling. To know that God used somebody like me to reach somebody else. Amen? I encourage you. This is what I did. And maybe you don't want to do this. I set a monthly goal, a number, a monthly goal of how many people I want to share the gospel with. And I'm going to try my best to keep track of it. To hold myself accountable. To make sure I'm doing it. Amen? I want to share the gospel. I have the cure. There's people desperate for a cure. There's people, when it comes to cancer, there's people so desperate for a cure, they're working 24 hours a day. There's people giving millions and millions of dollars just to see a cure. And we have a cure. And it's free. Anybody can have it. Don't cost nothing. Well, it costed everything, but it don't cost us nothing. Will you be selfish with it this week? Or will you share it with somebody this week? Will you come out of your comfort zone? Miss Teresa, you can come to the piano. We're done. Will you come out of your comfort zone? Will you, are you willing to let it cost you something? I don't know about you, but the Lord really challenged me this week. I'm not sharing Him enough. I'm not sharing Him enough. And I have the technology to do it. I have everything in my fingertips to be able to do it. And I don't do it. Can I just be honest with you? I don't do it. Do you do it? 
How many people you led to the Lord this year? I'm not picking on you. I didn't be embarrassed to tell you how many I have. How many people led the Lord in 2022? Are you satisfied with doing the same in 2023? Set a goal. After you set a goal, make a plan. After you make the plan, take action. And watch God open doors. There'll be bobs everywhere. Amen. There'll be bobs everywhere you look. If you don't know what that is, it's a burden, opportunity, and what? Boldness. Boldness. Brother Malcolm calls them pre-Christians. There'll be somebody that is just waiting on you to tell them. And it'll be easy. Who will you tell this week? When we come back Sunday, how awesome would it be if about five or six of us was like, man, listen to what God did this week. Listen to what God did. I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't. I just prayed that God would give me the opportunity. I didn't even know this. I thought this person was saved, and God just opened the door, and we started talking, and all of a sudden they wanted to get saved. Are y'all with me? Lord, help us. January first, we all gonna eat with our family that we don't even like. There's an opportunity. Amen. Some of them family members you don't get to see a whole lot. There's your opportunity. Going back to work. Hey, set a goal. Share the gospel with somebody. Anybody else convicted? If you're convicted, if I'm the only one convicted, I'll just be the only one. But I feel like we all struggle. I feel like we all hold on to this cure and shove it deep down in our pocket. Boy, I, it scares me to death to think that one day I'm going to have to look at somebody that I had an opportunity to share gospel with and I didn't. I'm telling y'all, my ears was burning as the Lord was preaching this to me. What are we going to do about it? My dad tells me this all the time. I know y'all ready to go. My dad tells me this all the time. People are starving for knowledge. Starving for knowledge. Let's have another Bible study. We got Bible college on Tuesday night. We got church on Wednesday night. We got youth group on Thursday night. We got church on Sunday morning, discipleship on Sunday night. And I guarantee you, if we had something on Friday night, there'd be about 25, 30 people show up. Why? Starving for knowledge. Are y'all with me? But nobody wants to what? What'd you say earlier, brother? Roll your sleeves up. Get your hands dirty. Are y'all with me? Nobody wants to roll their sleeves up and get to work. Anyway, will you carry Jesus to the world this week? Who is it in your life that's dependent on you to share the gospel with them? Amen. These altars are open. I encourage you to use them. Lord, I thank you so much for tonight. I thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you for the challenge, Lord, that you've given me this week. Lord, I pray that it wouldn't just be another goal that I made. And Lord, if it worked out, great. If it didn't, Lord, Lord, help me to hold myself to this, Lord. Help me to stay accountable. Lord, I pray that you should help us as a church to hold each other accountable. Lord, what are we doing? Lord, what are we doing if we just meet on Sunday night 
Sunday morning, Wednesday night, and, and no, we don't reach nobody. Lord, I pray that you'd help us, every single one of us. Lord, give us a burden. Lord, more than a burden, Lord, give us an opportunity. And when, Lord, when you give us that opportunity, Lord, help us to have the boldness to be able to tell somebody about you. Lord, help us not to brush it off. Lord, so many times, Lord, you've highlighted somebody in my life and said, you need to go talk to them, and I just turned the other way. God, help me not to do that no more. God, help me to understand, Lord, that I have the cure sitting in my lap. Lord, help me to share it. Lord, help me to share it. Lord, I want to be a better Christian. Lord, I don't want to be the same Christian in 2023 that I was in 2022. Lord, I don't want to reach as many as I reached in 2022. I want to reach more. More and more. Lord, it won't be long. You'll be coming back. Lord, I pray that you'd help us, Lord. Put an urgency, an urgency in our lives. Lord, to share the gospel. Lord, I love you. I, so, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you so much for your word. Lord, I pray that you'd help every single one of us. Lord, help us to set goals. Help, help us to achieve them. Help us to hold each other accountable. Help us to do something. Not just learn, not just hear the word, but do the word. Lord, we'll thank you. We'll give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen.